0: Amazing story tonight of how one of the biggest construction companies in South Africa came close to collapse... ...but has been resurrected on the other side of the world. Avenge was one of the firms fined for collusion in the rush to get South Africa ready for the Football World Cup in 2010. Things then rapidly fell apart, not only for Avenge, but the rest of the construction industry. And it's a shadow of its former self, as firms increasingly have gone international on wafer-thin margins and have further got burned. But Avenge, uh, run briefly by the former chief executive of Cahiso Media, Roger Jardine, who then... Became the chief executive of Prime Media, the company that owns this radio station, before becoming chairman of First Rand. Now he wants to become president, Roger Jardine, um, but that's a side issue. Since uh, St. Roger Jardine's time, however, there's been a metamorphosis of the firm, which has been selling off assets since 2017 and reducing its debt burden. Now, including the once mighty Grinnecker LTA, which itself, I learned this week, was actually listed on the JSE in 1964 before Avenge bought it, um, and then Avenge sold it off. Now Avenge has got just two main divisions, Mwilmans, which does contract work for mining companies in South Africa, and McConnell Dowell, which does... As building and infrastructure work in Australia and Southeast Asia. The outgoing Avenge Chief Executive Sean Flanagan is with us this evening and this week announcing management changes, Sean, and a really interesting strategy that I'd like to explore with you. Your management team, entirely Australian, your reporting currency going from rands to the Aussie dollar, 91% of your uh, money is generated in that part of the world, of course, but the head office and the listing remaining in Johannesburg. Just take me through the process that has got you to this astonishing point.
1: Um, yeah, good evening, uh, Bruce, and good evening to your listeners. So, a uh, correction, firstly, oh. um, the, the management team is not entirely South African. Australian. Uh, the group C- uh, oh, sorry, Australian. The yeah. group CFO, Adrian McCartney, um, he has been working, you know, he's been my partner through this process over the last five years. Um, he is—he has, in fact, uh, relocated to Australia, but uh, but Adrian um, is a South African um, and has been based in in, in our head office here in Johannesburg um, for oh, seven eight years that he's been uh, Group CFO.
0: But once once they smell that dusty Australian <clears throat> air, I don't know. You know what happens to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but, but then, my point, I think, let me correct it then and say the entire the management team is going to be based in Australia.
1: That's correct. So, so the senior leadership team will be based in Australia, and the way the the group has now been structured, um, you know, effectively we have uh, one one company now, uh, Avenge. Uh, we've, we've we've flattened the structure very significantly, and uh, and um, so so um, the M- McConnell Dow used to run with its own board, and Mormons used to run with their own boards um we will now have a single board i mean we'll have statutory entities and and they will be required to have directors but uh but but effectively avenge will run now as a single board um, with a single management team Um, so below the executive team we will run what we call an opco and uh, and that will really be made up of the managing directors of the various business units so those business units being our infrastructure businesses in Australia, um, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Our mining business, Mormons, based here in South Africa, and then we have a, a, a building business called Built Environments, um, in which works across uh, New, Ze- New Zealand, primarily in Auckland, um, in South Australia and in uh, in uh, um, Victoria in Australia. Was, was um,
0: this the clear strategy? As, as you sat in 2017 looking at uh, Avenge and just looking at the debt problem and looking at all of these businesses which are great operating entities but Avenge at the, the holding company level had huge problems. Um, was this the strategy from 2017 or did it sort of metamorphosize over time? So um,
1: the strategy from 2017 was certainly to dispose of what we termed the non-core businesses. So those, you know, Grenica, LTA, Trident Steel, our manufacturing businesses um, and our material businesses in, um, um, as well. Um, so that that certainly was the strategy and to focus on the on what we termed the two core businesses being McConnell Dow and, and uh, Mormons. At that point in time, we weren't really thinking about relocating the epicenter of the of, of the of the business to australia but over time it's become very clear that with you know 85 to 90 percent of our revenues and certainly 80 to 85 percent of of our future profits being made out of um the australian business um, uh, mcconnell dow that it makes absolute sense for the epicenter to 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 move there we did signal a couple of years ago that we we were going to look at um, at uh, alternative capital markets. You know, a huge element of our business is is capex. So, Malmes is a very capital intensive business, and it's very difficult to 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 buy big yellow mining equipment in dollars and service it in rands. So, so that was certainly you know part of the thinking over the last couple of years, but our, but but certainly in, in 2017, 18 our focus really was on disposing of the non-core businesses and uh, and and reducing our debt, which was, as, as you said earlier, was very, very substantial.
0: You will stay on the board as a non-executive director. I assume you stay on in South Africa, and you're going to have a mix of uh, non-executive directors in both Australia and in South Africa. What, what do, have we worked out a board structure yet? yeah so so
1: um the chairman of our board philip hawkeby is based in london um, um and so and and philip as you may well know is um, is also the chairman of investic bank yeah um so he's based in london um we have scott uh, um cummings who's who's my successor and adrian mccartney the cfo they both will be based in in melbourne We have one other director based in Australia, uh, in in Sydney. We have a director who's based in just outside New York. And then we have three South South Africans. So we have uh, um, Bridget Modisi, who is the the, the chair of our audit committee, David Noko, um, who, who is on our board, and myself, we will be based here
0: in south africa i uh, I'm assuming board meetings are, are virtual then because it's just, um, no not no 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 oh. um, we have our i mean we
1: we had our board meetings last week was our board week and and all of the directors were in Johannesburg okay. before that um but you know i mean we we've obviously got to look at it in, for now certainly the the plan would be effective control will remain in South Africa and therefore. The board meetings need to be in South Africa. Major decisions and what have you clearly need to be made in South Africa. Um, but over time, why, you know, we would see that probably at least two of our board meetings would be in Australia yeah. and, uh, and, and the other two probably in South Africa.
0: And, and, of course, you're looking for a new jurisdiction for a listing at some point in the, in the future as well. Had you not gone on this extraordinary journey, and I think it is an extraordinary journey, uh, would Avenge exist today, do you think? So the, I think the short answer to that is
1: no, um, and and you know there were times. I mean, it very interesting when I, when I when I, you know I was asked to do this this um, this chat with you this evening, thinking back over over the last five years. So in two thousand and seventeen, I was a non, an independent non-exec on the on the AVENG board. Um, at, um, Eric Dyak stepped in as executive chairman, and he and Adrian. Um, uh, McCartney, they they started this process and brought the strategy to the board to dispose of the, these the, the non-core businesses. Um, I, I, Eric requested that I step in and help him restructure and dispose of Grenica LTA, but I was doing that as, a, as an external person, albeit that I was a director. Um, and then in 2018, December 2018, the board asked me to step in as CEO, so I took over on the 1st of Feb, 2019. And uh, you know, we we did a lot of disposals. I mean, we have disposed of you know something like 18 or 20 businesses, 20 odd business units. Um, at the time, we had well over two billion. I think it was two and a half to three billion rand's worth of of, of debt. And, and and of course the banks and other lenders were extremely unhappy with us. In February twenty twenty, I think it was, we announced the first profit and avenge for many, many years. And at the time we were making good progress with most of the disposals. We hadn't yet disposed of, of, of trident steel. Um, and uh and Adrian and I went off to meet with shareholders in New York and London and and, and Germany. And, uh, and whilst we were in London, the the world started to go into lockdown because of COVID. In fact, we didn't think we'd get home. We managed to get back to South Africa and, and within two days, I think of, of, of getting back to South Africa, um, the president put South Africa into lockdown. That for us was, was probably the most scary moment because um, you know, we had no revenue in South Africa at all because all of the mines had closed. We, we tried and Steel was closed, etc. And uh, and that was a very very difficult moment. We had a hole in our cash flows of about 400 million at the time. And uh, and of course the banks, uh, well the banks didn't know what COVID meant either. So they were being very very careful about businesses that they they supported. In the end, we managed to negotiate a short-term loan of about 200 million from the banks, and we had to go to our staff, and um, and and you know from from the, the board down all the way down to, you know, people who who you know sit at our reception or our drivers. Um, we all take we took a pay cut for a month.
0: I remember that. Yes.
1: Um, and uh, and and so um, you know that was an extremely difficult time. We did manage then to sell off a whole lot of steel out of Trident and steel at the time we and we got out of the merchanting steel business so we managed to pay the banks back a couple of months later um, eventually we did we were able to repay our staff which was very important when we when we got to a place where that we could pay back the staff we did so and uh so that was probably the most Difficult time, yeah. and then in COVID, you know, Adrian and I were, were were going into the office, and we were negotiating with the banks. I mean, there were forty people on calls, all of them with their, with their cameras off on Teams, um, and it was an extremely difficult yeah. time. But we got through it with the support of 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 our banks, um, and uh, and the support yeah. of our board, and 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 our major shareholder yeah. in New York, who, who 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 came to who came to the table. Yeah. with a uh, under to rights issue,
0: Sean. It's a, it's an amazing story of the the Lazarus like recovery and survival of Avenge. And thank you for sharing the tale with us this evening. I'm really grateful. I found it fascinating when I was doing my research on it on Monday. And the chief executive at Avenge, Sean Flanagan, this evening. Avenge, I mean, the history in South Africa dates back to 1880. And through bad management decisions in the round to 2010, they got themselves into the first lot of trouble, then survived that, then got to a point where, OK, the strategy is to sell off the non-core assets, then get to a point in 2020 where it's all about to go pear-shaped. Um, and then the extraordinary lengths that they went to and to rescue it. Now it's effectively an Australian business listed on the JSE head office in Johannesburg. I suspect that will change over time. But yeah, how to resurrect a broken company.